Kanye's Sunday services are a big deal, but not everyone is a believer. We'll tell you more. Also, a new study reveals some surprising priorities for Christians in the 2020 election. And we take a moment to remember biblical scholar Kane Hope Felder, who passed away on Thursday. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Clark Flippo. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up, but first, a message from today's sponsor. At Baylor University's Truett Seminary, kingdom-minded women and men are equipped to follow their callings. Wholeheartedly committed to rigorous academic instruction and intentional spiritual formation, Truett offers seven Master of Divinity graduate certificates, as well as seven joint degrees in the fields of law, business, education, social work, and music. Wherever your calling may take you, Truett Seminary will help to prepare you for the journey. Learn more at baylor.edu forward slash Truett. All right, to tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, happy Friday, man. Hey, happy Friday, Clark. How you doing? Doing good, man. So uh, first up, Kanye will, 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 will be here forever. Um, <laughs> Sunday service. <laughs> Sunday service isn't making a believer of everyone, though. Yeah, for those of you who are just tuning in to this, uh, this Sunday service beat, it's really one of the more curious and weird artifacts in the 2019 faith pop culture intersection. So Kanye, obviously a man who needs no introduction, uh, started sort of the pseudo church service as a way of seeking his own healing, according to his wife. Uh, and since then, it's become a West Coast phenomenon. It's drawn celebrity guests like Brad Pitt, David Letterman, with a mix of gospel music, some Kanye classics, and as we discussed some Christian parodies of Nirvana songs. Uh, now Kanye is taking a Sunday service on the road. It's having some mixed results. He showed up at Queens historic Greater Allen AME Cathedral on Sunday, and shortly after the church's typical Sunday morning service, performed his own Sunday service, bringing in dozens of first-time guests in addition to the Greater Allen's usual congregation. The Daily Beast notes that several members walked out during the performance, though. Oh, man. Well, why the walkout? Well, uh, Daily Beast reporter Brooklyn Howard was pretty unimpressed with the Sunday service in her write-up. She said, and this is a quote from her, The concept of Sunday service, enlightening a younger generation through relatable music, a choir dressing to express themselves as individuals, and celebratory dancing, seems inspiring if it wasn't a Kanye West experience. Mm. Uh, the idea seems to be that whatever Kanye's intentions, it still comes across a little egocentric. Uh, whether or not that's perception or reality remains to be seen. The guy has reinvented himself a lot of times. It's hard to tell if this is just another one of those reinventions or something genuine. Uh, that's something that we've been trying to follow along with here at Relevant, and we'll keep doing it as long as he gives us material. And uh, for that, we'll have to see if Jesus' King ever comes out, <laughs> right. which is anybody's guess right now. <laughs> All right, well, turning to political news, uh, a new study shed some light on what Christians are looking for in 2020. 
Yeah, this is interesting. So as the 2020 election heats up, a lot of eyes are on evangelicals who make up the country's most reliable voting bloc. Uh, they clinched the victory for President Donald Trump in 2016, of course. Now, Trump has had what we might call a rocky first term, uh, but white <laughs> evangelicals are still expected to show up for him next November, potentially in greater numbers than they did last election. Mm. But new research from LifeWay gives a fresh glimpse into evangelical policy priorities for 2020, and they throw some commonly accepted assumptions into doubt. So what did they find out? Well, for starters, the top priority for evangelicals, like most Americans, is health care. A full 51% of evangelicals listed health care as one of their top three issues for 2020. Just below it, 46%, is the economy with national security, a distant third at 40%. So abortion, which is often considered to be sort of the linchpin of the white evangelical vote, actually ranked in this study at sixth place behind things like religious liberty, 33%, and immigration, 39%. Below it are things like providing for the needy, 22%, addressing racial division at 21%, and in last place on this survey, LGBTQ rights, which were at 4%. Hmm. So Christians aren't necessarily the single issue voters they're often considered to be then. That's correct. Uh, now, 51% of those with evangelical beliefs say they would only support a candidate who pledged to outlaw abortion. That's that's a majority, but it's still less than other deal-breaker issues. For example, 67% of those with evangelical beliefs say they would only consider a candidate who is committed to fighting racial injustice, and 71% insisted their candidate must pledge to fight poverty, and a full 85% of evangelicals said their candidate in 2020 must demonstrate personal integrity, which, well, we will have to see. That's a little bit of a mystery oh, to me, boy. but that's what the survey said. Well, that's that's kind of funny. Um, uh-huh. So what else did they find? Um, there was also some interesting numbers around how the Bible comes into play. 80% of evangelicals say the Bible informs their political opinions, and about the same number say they, quote, look to biblical principles when evaluating political issues. However, only 37% say they've ever had to change a political opinion to line up with what the Bible says. So most evangelicals apparently think they came out of the womb with a pretty well-fully formed idea of what the Bible teaches and how it applies to politics and don't really need to change it with new information. Mm. So finally, um, a major loss in the world of biblical scholarship yeah, speaking of the Bible, a very, very sad news. A pioneering Bible scholar named Cain Hope Felder has passed away this week. He was 76 years old, a professor at Howard University. Felder's research revealed that uh, centuries of primarily white biblical scholarship had led to a common understanding that the Bible is ethnically homogenous, when in fact, according to his research, there are many black people in the scripture. Uh, he wrote, quote, black people are not only frequently mentioned in the Bible, but are also mentioned in ways that are favorable in terms of acknowledging their actual and potential role in the salvation history of Israel. His research revealed, for example, that Moses' wife, Zipporah, was black. Uh, King David had black men in his army. And a guy named Ebed-Melech, who was a royal official, rescued Jeremiah, saved his life in Jeremiah chapter 38. Wow. He was black as well. Um, Felder also said it's possible that the prophet Zephaniah was black. Um, he believed that his work was important because he said the 
erasure of positive depictions of black people in the Bible had helped fuel the racist reading sometimes used by white supremacists to argue for white nationalism. Uh, among the books he published, edited, and contributed to are books like True to Our Native Land, an African-American New Testament commentary, uh, also a very well-known collection of academic essays called Stone the Road We Trod. And then there's also this very well-known, uh, a very influential uh, original African Heritage Study Bible, which, according to its website, offers many unique features which reveal the African Edenic contribution to Judaism and Christianity. Uh, we have links to those books at relevantmagazine.com. would strongly encourage people to check out Mr. Felder's work. He, he was really a giant in Bible scholarship, and his losses very deeply felt in that area. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, thank you, Tyler. Hey, thanks, Clark. To read more about the stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Finally, subscribe to our print magazine and all our other podcasts. We're here every weekday, bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.